Welcome to Trinity on Tap Theology, a podcast series brought to you by Trinity College Queensland, presented by Dr. Victoria Lorimar. Episode 20, Beyond the Creed. Amen. Well, we've made it to the end of the creed, and we usually say amen to signify the end of a prayer. But are the creeds the end of our confession of faith or the end of our theological understanding? Throughout our exploration of the creed, I've tried to point out not only the key aspects of our faith that it outlines, but also its limitations. A lot of the questions about God that we have, things we reflect on in Bible studies, things we hear preached from the pulpit, things we learn at theological college, aren't even touched upon in the creeds. So what does that mean for how we seek to know and to understand God today? Do we jettison the creeds as relics, as part of the church's history that no longer serves us today? Theologian Alan Spence describes the task of doing theology today as like the construction of a very large jigsaw puzzle on the dining room table in which the extended family has for some time been participating. To ignore the contributions of those who come before is again, in Spencer's analogy, to act like the gifted but self-centred child who breaks up the entire puzzle one morning so that he can start all over again on his own. To do this is to fail to recognise the corporate nature of the enterprise. Theology is a collaboration, not just with those around us today, but with faithful believers throughout the life and history of the church. But what are some of the crucial areas for continued theological reflection that aren't covered in the creed? I asked our guests. Let's hear from Alistair first on this one. When I read the creeds, I see a a landscape of faith being mapped for me. And it's pretty much the same landscape that Augustine would have known in the 5th century, that John Calvin would have known in the 16th and so on. But what you find is that every period of human culture, every specific cultural location raises specific issues. They may be issues that people didn't think were important in the past and have become important, or they may be in effect spikes, things that happen and we need to respond, but then we know it's going to move on. So for me, the issue is to be aware that we need to respond to these issues, while at the same time having this historical context, which is this isn't always the way it's going to be. Things will move on. And for me, therefore, of course, there are going to be things that the creeds don't cover. These are flashpoints. These are uh, urgent issues that arise. For example, this COVID emergency is raising lots of questions about whether a virus is evil or whether it's just part of creation. You have to learn to rethink this. So there are lots of issues like that. But let me give you one which I think really is of significance and importance, which we do need to think about. And that is simply um, the the limits placed on human nature. Now, many people have talked about this in the past, but it's become increasingly a concern at the moment, which is basically that humanity seems to be the only species that is going to bring about not only its own extinction, but maybe lots of other species as well. And that's a frightening thought. And so it begins to raise lots of theological questions like, what can we do about this? How, how can we reconceptualize ourselves theologically to try and do something about that? And maybe this is an issue that future generations won't have to face because they've sorted it. But I think we're in that moment in time where we might have to be the ones who sort it out. And that, I think, is, is, is like that. And that's the way theology is, that in effect, there are 
issues that arise, maybe in specific cultures, maybe in specific times, and we have to address those. And that seems to me to be really important. But alongside that, we have this classic formulation, which is always relevant, and we try to hold these things together, the classic and the contemporary. And I asked Ben the same question, and here's what he has to say. Well, if the creed were being formulated today, there are some really big questions that are quite urgent and challenging questions in our time, which the creed doesn't address. If it were being formulated today, some of the questions I'd love to know an answer to would be things like, what exactly is the relationship between Christ as he is known and proclaimed in the Christian community and other religious traditions? What exactly is the relationship between Christian faith and social life? What exactly is the relationship between individual faith and collective social structures? The creed speaks about creation, for example. Can an institution also be part of creation? Are human social orders and social arrangements part of creation? And if so, will they also be redeemed in some way? Does the saving work of Christ touch the life not only of individuals, but also the life of a society? These are some of the big questions, I think, uh, for our time. Questions which never could have been posed in the ancient world, but which are very much part of our uh, it's necessary for us today to struggle with questions like these as we seek to engage with the real world from the standpoint of our faith in Christ. As we finish, let's take some time to reflect on some of what we've covered. So what is theology? It's about making sense of what you believe. It's about understanding how all of the various Christian doctrines about Jesus, the church, grace and salvation and more. It's about how all of these doctrines hang together. And theology that serves the church and the world is always going to be connected to life and to ministry. As Christians, we commit our lives to following the example and teachings of Jesus, to making sense of the scriptures that communicate these to us, and to living them out faithfully in our own context. Theology matters because it guides right worship and it helps us speak truthfully about God. The church needs thinkers and leaders who have a robust and resilient faith, who can communicate the scriptures intelligently, faithfully and creatively. And theological study is both far-reaching and empowering. Anything you might possibly be interested in can be explored from a theological perspective. Perhaps you'd have a different answer to Ben and Alistair as to the priorities for theology today. Can you remember the purposes of creeds that we spoke about in the first episode? Education, ritual, worship, identity. The creed marks out a people who live their lives according to a different story, one that challenges the dominant narratives of our culture. This doesn't mean that we are to retreat from the world or even to set ourselves up as exiles, but rather that the way that we live should serve as a witness, a foretaste to the kingdom of God. It's a kingdom that is characterised by humility. It transforms our understanding of lordship and power. It rewrites the definitions of family, of glory, of hope. We work to build this kingdom and what we do now matters, even as we anticipate God's breaking in, a radical transformation of all that we know. In the introduction... 
Alistair and Ben both spoke of the timeless nature of the creed, how it holds up today and invites us to join in a long conversation. It opens up theology rather than closing it down. So whenever you encounter the creed, I encourage you to view it in that light. I hope that's been clear throughout. I've gone well beyond the claims explicit or even implied by the Apostles' Creed here. Which ideas have been new for you? Do you feel better equipped in your knowledge of God and the Christian faith? Have there been any challenges for the way that you live out your faith? Acknowledging the limits of this creed and the ongoing nature of the task of theology. Join with me in closing this podcast series with a final reading of the Apostles' Creed together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Thanks for making it through to the end of the series, and I hope you've found the material both helpful and challenging. Theology is an ongoing conversation that you are invited to take part in. If you have any comments or questions, please send them through to ask at trinity.qld.edu.au. Thanks, everyone. This podcast was brought to you by Trinity College Queensland. Honest answers to tough questions. Visit trinity.qld.edu.au to learn more.